welcome to the Asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. Ooh, it is Friday night. Rick Briggs has his beer and his USB flash drive. It's going to be a good one tonight. Welcome to the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show. As always, a proud member of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Check them out, fulltimefantasy.com, at fulltimefantasy on Twitter. Be part of the mailbag. Tonight's the night, but it's not too late. AsylumFantasySports.com, at AsylumFootball, and AsylumFootball at gmail.com. Thank God week four is finally here. Let's watch some football. Let's do some gambling. Let's drink some beer. It is time. You better believe it. You know, get the questions in. They won't make the show, but we'll get them answered. Uh, pretty pretty nice mailbag this week, Rick. You know, some interesting questions. A couple blow-up trade questions. It's about uh, that time. That's I right. We're going to see a lot of those. We are Fligger and Briggs. This is the Asylum Sports Show, the old pick version on Friday night. And, um, you know, before we get started, because... Had a little computer trouble last night, and of course I get yelled at and everything else. Had a nice little story for oh, you, Rick. So, so there was a story on the flash drive. And back in sept- on September 24th, yeah, you may have saw you, you don't. Some of the listeners may have seen this. You didn't because you don't read. But that's true. A long lost painting pipe by pre Renaissance painter. Simabu, never heard of him. Simabu, he- yeah, I'm is headed you. is headed to auction after being found hanging in an old French woman's kitchen. <laughs> Experts said the the Compagnier woman, that must be a town, decided to have the painting that was hanging in her kitchen appraised, and numerous tests were conducted on it that confirmed that it was the work of the 13th century Italian artist Simabu, a.k.a. Seni de Peppo. I like that one better. Yeah, me too. I like Seni de Peppo. Eric Turquin, an expert who examined the painting, says it appears to be a panel from a polyptic from a polyptic, whatever that is, a mm-hmm. work of several painted scenes divided into multiple panels. He said the wood panel of the painting matches with other known De Peppo paintings from the same work. The 10-inch painting, titled Mocking of Christ, is expected to fetch up to $6.5 million <laughs> when it's auctioned off on October 27th. Dang! Why can't I ever find it? I don't know. You see these stories all the time. These jerks yeah. go to garage sales and buy a picture just for the frame, and they find the Constitution in it. Yeah. I think I ever bought it at a flea market. I bought a set of found golf fleas. clubs. Bought a set of golf clubs one time when I was first starting out. In my first drive on the first tee with the driver, the head flew <laughs> off the damn thing. I'm sure not finding any De Peppos or De Peepos or any of that nonsense. <laughs> Whoa, you all right? <laughs> Rick Briggs has seltzer water coming out of his nose right now. Good Lord. This show is awful. Why does anybody listen to this crap? Are you all right? Why don't you listen to what I say? Don't say the people shit like that. What's wrong? What's so funny about that? Is that it's not racist or anything? Rick Briggs has left the studio, so I'm going to try. What a stupid show. You imagine somebody tuned in for fantasy football advice on a Friday night, and this is what they get. DePipo and seltzer water coming out of your nose. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I think the mic's picked that up, Rick. All right, I, uh, all right I'm going to get this show back on the rails. We're going to do some starts and sits for week four. Uh, I, I can't do it. I got I to gotta let. wait. All right, Rick, explain yourself. What just happened here? Oh man! What 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 just happened? Uh, I, literally, I just choked on the people, and, <laughs> and and the water. I, I drink seltzer water, and it just blew into my ah. Uh, when I choked on on the people, it started. Oh, it was horrible. I. You know, this is what I love about doing this show with you. As much as I can't stand to be in the same room with you, I never know what's going to get you. 
Sometimes I'll plan all week. I'll get a zinger in my head on Sunday while I'm watching the games, and I think, oh, this is going to crush. He's going to fall out of his chair. And you just, and I wait all week and I throw it out there, and you completely no sell me. It's like nothing ever happened. Now I mispronounce some pre Renaissance freaking painter's name and, and you've got seltzer water flying out your ears i didn't i never know what's going to get you oh man I, I love the inner workings of rick briggs mind. <laughs> no you really don't trust me <laughs> lord that was fantastic okay we have got to get to video we have got to that belonged on youtube yeah, right there yeah, that, we could go viral like the kids say well, you know anybody in the western pennsylvania area they would love to produce this show yeah. we would love to have you just bring beer we won't even yell at you that much for a while until well, we get will. to know you. That's all you do is yell. It could be like Frank. Well, I mean, Frank yeah. scared you. Well, yeah, if you're like big and scary, yeah, we didn't mess with Frank. <laughs> he was a bad dude. Uh, I, I don't know how to get – there's no good transition. So, Rick, week four starts and sits. Quarterback, Rick, who are you starting? We did a starts and sits. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do on Friday. That's yes. right. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, here we go with the freaking oh, prep my, again. Oh, my, oh, my. That was horrible. Uh, I'll wait. Nah. You go right ahead. Uh, all right. My st- <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm sorry. I got it right here. Oh, I'll right. tell you what. Um, start for this week. I think you could do a lot worse, especially if you got like a Drew Brees or something like that. Jacoby Brissett against Raiders. I Tell you what, he's really settling in. Baltimore, Baltimore, good lord! Indianapolis is looking good. The defense has got a few problems, but it, but it's stout enough. But you know they got the running game going. Kobe Percent is making some nice plays. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that really kept that team moving, and they honestly do look like the favorite in that division right now. They they really. Look, it's not what you would expect from Andrew Luck on offense, but there's a nice balance to it. Marlon Mack really emerging as one of the few bell cow backs in the league right now, and Brissett making all the throws. Looks like T.Y. Hilton's going to be all right. He's sitting out practice this week, but they say that's not going to affect his availability for the game. Yeah, and I, I like that matchup. You know, Oakland, you can move the ball on them. I'm going to take the easy way out at the quarterback position. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to do it. My boy, my dog, my my man, my new favorite player in the National Football <laughs> League, Daniel Jones versus the Washington Redskins. The Redskins befuddle me. The defense was supposed to be the strength of this team, and they were supposed to be unable to move the ball. That has flat not been the case whatsoever. You can throw the ball. Daniel Jones feeling good. He's riding that wave. I think that wave crashes at some point. You're going to see some rookie moments, but not against this sorry no-account defense in Washington. I think Daniel Jones does it again, and I think he's all the hype in the NFL heading into next week as well. I agree. All right, running back, Richard. <clears throat> i tell you what, this is the week, buddy. Get Austin Eckler in there. I know it's kind of a <laughs> no-brainer anyway, but they're playing Miami. Marvin Gore, Melvin Gordon's in town. He's not be, going to be getting the bell cow numbers again probably the rest of the year as long as Gordon's healthy. I think he's in for a huge game. And playing Miami, he might yeah. put up four weeks' worth of numbers. Right, exactly. Week, so. I mean, I know you're starting him anyway, yeah. but it's almost like, you know, just reiterate, get him in your lineup. All right. I don't know if I honestly believe this is going to happen or I hope it's going to happen. I have to believe, and if you listened to the show last night, and if you didn't, shame on you. If you listened to the show, I talked about all my frustrations with the ridiculous play calling in Pittsburgh. I don't know if I hope or if I believe lessons have been learned. And James Connors looking healthy. This is a team you can run the ball on. I have to think he touches the ball a lot. He touches the ball in appropriate situations. I have to think this is the week we've seen a lot of trade questions for James Conner. I don't know if he comes up, if he made the mailbag this week, but I know we've seen a lot of start and sit James Conner. I think this is the week you finally get that 11, 12, 13, wherever you drafted. I think this is the week you finally see it. If it doesn't happen last this week, if he's still back in the shotgun taking that stupid sidecar handoff, go ahead and drop him because it's never going to get any better because that isn't who James Conner is. I have to think even that – oh, I almost said a word you can't say. That <laughs> dope 
that dope Randy Feekner can learn the lesson last week of what that offense is going to be sans Le'Veon Bell, sans Antonio Brown, sans Ben Roethlisberger, that you're going to have to run this thing through Connor. I think I believe it. I know I hope it, so I'm going to go with James Conner at the running back position. Yeah, it, it it's it's almost now or never. There's no question about that. Okay, wide receiver, I am going to start in the vein of Minshew Mania. Ooh, you're in. D-Day Chark, man. Get him in there. I'm really liking the chemistry they have. And, um, you know, Jacksonville's at Denver. It's not an easy place to play. But um, I like what these guys are doing. I think uh, Chark is emerging as the guy. He's that guy, right? And, and just making plays, just finding the end zone. Yeah, I, I think he's an, he's an every week you know, wide receiver, two, three, flex. He, yeah. Every week, I don't even think you have to ask the question. Mine's a guy, again, you're probably starting anyway, but he fitting to have a big day. Who isn't going to learn a lesson is, I believe you referred to him as a boob last night, <laughs> is Keith Butler. They are The Pittsburgh Steelers are still going to be pathetic in the middle of the field. They are far and they buy far and away. And I mean, it's not, nobody else is even in the same stratosphere. Give up the most points the Steelers do to fantasy points to slot wide receivers. I think that continues. I think Tyler Boyd just goes nuts this week, just goes crazy. Probably starting them anyhow, but if you had any questions, Tyler Boyd's going to go nuts. All right, who you sitting, Rick, at the quarterback position? You know, if you're still waiting for him to break out, look, he kind of he did okay for you last week, but you know the the signs are there, and you're playing at Los Angeles Rams. Jameis Winston, get him on the bench. Yeah. There's got to be better options out there. I think he is going to be harassed, hounded, oh. whatever you want to say, and it just doesn't bode well for him. Yeah, I think he was my start. I think our start at quarterback yeah. last and that's who Jameis Winston is. If you find that matchup, and you can see it coming, you can really predict Jameis Winston. He ain't taking that show on the road. Chris Godwin, you know, very questionable, going to be a game-time decision. I think Mike Evans still gets his. We can talk about that when we, when we get to the game. But, yeah, Jameis Winston's really going to struggle. You know, and if you listen to the asylum last week, Mr. Flieger had uh, Jameis Winston for a start, um, Hardman for a start, Freeman for a start. I had me a week. Yeah, I had um, Josh Allen, who didn't have a huge day, but you know, two forty-three and a touchdown. But had Marlon Mack, and I also had Nelson Aguilar in his two touchdowns for a start. So stick with us, boys. Yeah. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. We got you. We got you. All right, quarterback sit. All right, this is kind of flies in opposition to one of your starts. But I think the two things can be together. I got a funny feeling Minshew Mania may take a little step back this week. Look, Denver hadn't hit a quarterback yet. Certainly do not have a sack. They're hearing those rumblings. Denver's still a tough place to play. And as cool as this Gardner Minshew mania is. Love it. I love it. He's starting to smell himself a little too much. Where I like these manias with these kind of guys are is when we're all losing our minds and you're just naturally that wacky and cool. <laughs> and and, it, and I think he is. I, you look at him to, back in college and, and the whole way through, I think he is. I'm, I'm, I'm he's buying. starting to smell himself a little bit. I think he's going to be fine. But, you know, Gardner Minshew's on your bench. You have a legitimate top 12 quarterback on your roster, you know, unless you had Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, here, here's a question the for bricks. you. All right. And I'm not arguing with you. It's, good. it's a tough place to play in Denver. Say you're sitting there. Say you're one of these unfortunate saps that happened to have Jameis Winston was your guy, and maybe you, or maybe you had Drew Brees and Jameis Winston. Now you have Jameis Winston. Yeah, I, and you picked up Gardner Minshew. Minshew over Winston. Okay, yeah, I just didn't want to yeah. say yes, Rick. I have the same sit right. as you do. <laughs> right. Yeah, but there, there's it's a, tough. I I know. I I hear you. Denver's not an easy place to play. I know they're zero and three. But, you know, they're going to win their share of games, and that's just the way it's going to be in the NFL. <clears throat> but I'll tell you this. I would start Kyle Allen this week over Gardner Minshew. 
Certainly yeah. start Daniel Jones. I had him as my quarterback as you start, start. Exactly. You're yeah, right. There's a lot of guys. All right, who are you sitting at running back? Running back, and this is no surprise, but you probably drafted him as an RB2 or even a flex. Kenyon Drake, you cannot afford to start <laughs> any Miami Dolphins. They have scored 17 oh, points. <laughs> that, that's just pathetic. It is Drake's pathetic. been bad. You would think they on have a- scored, oh, excuse me, 16 points. Yeah. And they've given up 133 points. There's just nothing in Miami right right now, and you can't afford to stick any dolphin in your lineup. And you, know, and you would almost <clears throat> think Kenyon Drake in this scenario would be putting up massive garbage time reception numbers, you know, and just yeah, the, the, or somebody something. Would. And you know, Parker's getting the occasional long ball. That they look better under Rosen last week for a bit, right? They're, they're just so bad all around. They almost look like a, you know, a bad pro offense, which they hadn't even looked like that previously early on in that game. You would just think, Drake, I, if I didn't know anything, if you just told me, all right, at this point of the season, the Dolphins are that bad, they're down by 40 going into fourth quarter every game, I'd say not if I knew nothing else. I had the blinders on. I had right. the, the earplugs in. Hey, get Kenyon Drake in that lineup. You're going to sweat it out for two and a half quarter, but they're going to start going garbage time. They're just going to dump, going to dump, going to dump, yeah. going to dump, going to dump, and it's <clears> flat not happening. They keep putting your boy Balage, Balage, however the hell you say the yes. name. He couldn't catch a cold. You know, they were making fun of Nelson Aguilar up in Philadelphia. My God, he what a joke he is, and they keep throwing him out there. But the thing is, it's not even – I mean, there's always so far behind. They have no offensive line. I think Drake – I think just last week he had like 12 or 13 carries to Balazs' eight. I mean, it's not like it's any significant time for right. either one of them. Yeah. It's just – there's just nothing you, there. You just think when you're down 40 in the third quarter every game, you'd think a guy like Kenyon Drake would right. have 15 catches a week. It might be for 17 yards, but you'd think he'd have 15 catches a week. For me – you got to have a better option than Gollum, right? Look, I know the Redskins are no good. Let's just, in the parlance of handcuffs, Gollum was probably the least inspiring going into the season for me. You've got to have somebody better on your bench. Now, I know you spent 75% of your free agent dollars to get them. You're reeling as a Saquon Barkley owner. You're not going to get 50% of Saquon Barkley production out of this cat. I'm Unless you've got just flat nobody else, you know, your your bench guys or the San Francisco guys. Who were the buys this week? San, San Francisco. Francisco and the Jets. And so unless you had Le'Veon, I don't know there's a scenario you had Barkley and Le'Veon, but maybe you had the San Francisco guy, fine, right. then maybe you'd do it. But go with whoever you've been carrying as your three over Gollum. Let me see it one time first. Yeah, probably smart call. Just to at least make sure that he's going to get the volume and they don't bring in somebody else from right. somewhere. So, okay, wide receiver. You know, we mentioned this this game earlier uh, where their starts and sits. You know, I'm starting to think that maybe last week is is going to be more of a thing than it was an anomaly with Emmanuel Sanders, you know, with Joe Flacco under center. You know, this Jacksonville defense – after that week one, they've really gotten it together. They looked like what you expect out of the Jacksonville. Yeah, team. and I know yeah. Jalen Ramsey's not going to be there for whatever reason. We haven't really <laughs> Changes covered every that. Day. Yeah, okay, that aside, that front seven is harassing the hell out of people. Right. And Joe Flacco cannot move. And, I mean, unless he's making really quick dump-offs to Lindsey like last week, I mean, you know, he's not going to have any time – really, to, to get it to Sanders much. I, I just don't think. I think the pressure's going to be there, and I think you should have a better option, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. The matchup's week. really going to have to be right yeah. to, to be playing from here on out. For me, you know, this is a guy who's a surprise. I think that you we still get questions about, although after three weeks you maybe shouldn't. But somebody I'm going to sit this week is John Brown of the Bills, Rick, taking on the Patriots. You, you just know what Belichick does. He's going to take away your biggest threat. You look at that that Buffalo offense, yeah. John Brown, they haven't had much of a running game. Zay Jones hasn't done much. You haven't seen a lot. It's John Brown that's kind of popped off the screen that Allen has really trusted. So you know as good as they're playing defense, you know the hoodie's going to take him away. And I think you know this has got all the makings of a 
three-catch-for-42-yard type of performance. So if you don't have anything better than that on your bench, obviously ignore me. But I really think – I always try to figure out when you look at New England, who are they going to focus on? Who are they going to take away? And and Buffalo, you got to dig a little bit. I think it's going to be John Brown. I think he's on the fringe of your starting lineup most weeks, at least in your head, even if it shouldn't be like that at at this point. But I think this is the week you're going to go ahead and sit John Brown. You know, here's a little quick stat before we get into the into you, you remember when we were doing the the pre the NFL preview shows back right. in in preseason where we were picking the divisions and so forth. And it was a consensus between the both of us that the AFC South was like a throw them in a hat and, and pull them out in basically any order. And right now you have Houston, Indianapolis at 2 and 1, Jacksonville and Tennessee at 1 and 2. The biggest point spreads, Tennessee has scored 15 more points than they've given up. Houston has scored six more than they've given up. (laughs) Indianapolis has scored one less than they've given up, and Jacksonville has scored two less than they've given up. I mean, this is... This is what parity is, the yeah. AFC South. Yeah, it is a consistent stack of mediocrity yeah. down there. <laughs> it but really the, But there's some good defenses oh, in all I, four yeah, of those teams. Playing really good defense yeah. down there. All right, let's start with one of those teams, Rick. The Titans getting catching four points heading into Atlanta. All right. Uh, catching four, I tell you what, it, Atlanta to me is like – Jekyll and Hyde. I'm not sure what what you're going to get from the defense one week, and you don't know what you're going to get from the offense next week. I just have to. I still just like Atlanta better. Uh, I'm going Atlanta 33, Tennessee 22, and I'm oh, going so to have add- Atlanta and the cover. Yes, I am. Yeah, this Titans defense is for real. And to your point, we don't know who the Falcons are. This is starting to get the vibe of a lost season for the Falcons. They are better at home. Marcus Mariota's terrible, so I don't have the guts to pick Tennessee to win this game. But that four is pretty tempting for me, the way they play play defense and the struggles Atlanta's had, even with all that firepower on offense. So I'm going to take the Falcons, the cowardly, to win this game, but I'm only going to do it by a field goal. So I'll have the Titans covering here. I'll take Falcons winning this thing 23-20. All right. All right, Rick, the Patriots laying only laying seven heading into 3-0 and Buffalo. It'd feel weird in an NFL game to say only laying seven on the road against an undefeated team, but it feels light to me. I made this prediction without looking at the line, and now I'm looking at I have New England 23, Buffalo 16. Oh, you're predicting a push. So, <laughs> so to stay away from the lame push, I'm going to go New England 24, Buffalo 16. I'll have them taken by eight. I'll take New England to win and cover. Things are excited there's no better fan base i've decided in the nfl than that bills mafia they are so fun to watch they are so passionate their team's three and oh they're kind of doing it a lot of weeks with duct tape and super glue but they're just getting it done the vibe up there it's the party atmosphere things are great in buffalo here comes tom brady here comes the hoodie here comes the beatdown. I've got the Patriots 31-13. I think they established their dominance uh, once again of the AFC East. All right. All right, the, Rick, the Chiefs on the road laying six and a half in Denver coming off a big road – or I'm sorry, in Detroit coming off a big road win. Yeah, and I have Kansas City – they're Kansas City. Look, I'm not buying this undefeated Lion team, and I think they're going to be – defeated this week i like kansas city 36 detroit 26 yeah we're very close there i got the chiefs winning and covering 37 chiefs 23 so i I think it's a pretty fair beat down all right game you mentioned earlier the raiders catching six and a half going into indianapolis yeah and um i like indianapolis you know i I like jacoby Brissett. what they're doing they've got the run game going with marlon mack defense is playing pretty good oakland they're just not there yet. I mean, you know, Antonio Brown was going to be a big piece of that offense. He's long gone, forgotten. And there's just not enough talent on there, I don't think. I'm going to Indianapolis 28, Oakland 17. Six and a half just feels – the Colts clearly win this game at home. Six and a half feels like a lot for as well as he has played – 
feels like a lot for Jacoby Brissett to be laying. So I'm going to take the Colts to win this game, but I think the Raiders do cover. I'm going to take the Colts here 24-18. to I was, you know, teetering on that one, so 18 sounds like a fun number. Lots of field goals <laughs> there inside the dome. All right, Rick. Always fun to see what this number is. We didn't get into the get it into the twenties this time as the Chargers head to Miami, laying fifteen and a half on the road. And you know the Chargers have been, shall I say, disappointing. I mean, I thought this was a team that would be challenging the AFC. Quite I frankly, they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Turns out I was wrong, but. I don't think uh, they're out of it by any stretch, and I think a trip to Miami is always a way to uh, right the ship. And I think Phil Rivers takes advantage of it, 37-13, so I take him to win and cover. That offense looked much better under Rosen, but just that team is so pathetic. One of these weeks, several of these weeks, they're going to start covering these absurd lines, especially at home. I'm willing to take the loss on it when they finally do. I'm going to keep riding that wave. I got the Chargers 33, Dolphins 13. I think they actually find the end zone this week. All right. All right, Redskins going on the road to the Giants, getting two and a half taken on Daniel Jones. And Danny Dimes' mania is going wild in New York. And that's exactly why I am taking the Redskins in an upset, 27 to 24. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm completely on the other side of that one. Danny Dimes, I think maybe this is more hope than think. I think he gets In all reality, I think Giants win by 10, but I'm going (laughs) Washington. (laughs) I love it, but I think the Giants here, they win cover. That that line's interesting, two and a half. Right. Almost tells you, you know, it's a pick'em game if the the book isn't leaning towards the Redskins winning outright in a close one, looking at that two and a half number on the road. Well, the the main thing is, you can run on New York. Right. And the, the, the chip on Peterson's shoulder is just getting bigger. Yeah, he's due for a big game somewhere along the line. New York very well could be that team. Yeah, I just don't think the Redskins' defense can slow That's them down. good point. So, well, I'm going to take the Giants here by 10, 27-17. Okay. All right. The This number, boy, this would have been a lot different three weeks ago. The Browns head to Baltimore getting six and a half. How the mighty have fallen. I guess they were never mighty, but they were pumped up to be mighty. Yeah, they they were billed as mighty, and I think this is going to be a good game. I like Baltimore after watching Mark Ingram. Um, they just seem – they've got the swag. Cleveland tried to have swag, but the, the, you have to have swag, you have to have been there. They can't seem to win a game to even pick up any swag. They're still disorganized. They just they look like a young team. And, and young, I don't mean physical age. They just haven't been together that long. Baltimore has. It's Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh and so forth. 27-20, taking Baltimore. All right, so you even got them covering that yep. line. I've struggled with this one. Everything you said is correct. However, <laughs> I like the Browns, Rick. This is the Browns Raven. This is the Browns versus the Browns, right? I know nobody in Cleveland was around. Half of them probably weren't alive when that team moved out of there at this point. I just got a vibe deep down in my ever-protruding gut. I just got a feeling Baker Mayfield out running his yap being called out all week. He's always kind of – the more he gets called out, the more he steps up. Rick, upset special. I think the Browns outright win this game in Baltimore 24-23. All right. Panthers, Rick, getting four heading down to Houston. Yeah, this this is the one I struggled with, quite frankly. Two – Two good defenses at getting after the quarterback. I got to go Houston, but I'll tell you what, I'm going Houston 26, Carolina 24. So I got Houston to win, but I got Carolina covering. Yeah, I mean, this is all about Kyle Allen, right? Yeah. He looked great last week. He looked really good. He looked really good in Arizona. Now he's going to J.J. Watt's house. That's a whole different ball game yep. there. I think he crashes back to earth with a thud, with an absolute thud. I like the te- I like the Texans here. I like them covering 31-24. All right. All right, Rick. The Bucks getting nine and a half heading to L.A. take on the Rams. And I think that is 
a lot. It felt I, like a lot initially, and then I started thinking about it. <laughs> I, I started thinking about it, but I'm still holding to what I had originally predicted. I predicted L.A. would win this game easily, but I, I can see a, a junk time touchdown bringing it to 34-25, you know, kind of like what you said. Ah, it doesn't sound far-fetched. So that covers a nine and a half. So I am going the Rams to win, Tampa Bay to cover. You know, you basically took my whole preview of this game. Here's what I can see this game being. I can see this thing being about 31 to 7, 31 to 10. Rams can't really run the ball. It still feels like Jameis Winston just chucking up prayers to Mike Evans, and it just feels like a little mini junk time comeback. So it's the same thing. And the Rams win this thing easily, but at the end, I've got it 31-23. So I do have the Bucks, you know, with the line winning that thing. I, I thought I was going to be you were going to be yelling at me on that one. <laughs> All right, the Seahawks head on the road, Rick, to Arizona, laying five. You know, in this one on the surface, it's like, well, you know, Seattle's going to stomp them. But I tell you what, they're going to Arizona. It is a division game. And Kyler Murray's getting a little more comfortable as they go. Um, I still think Seattle wins and covers 34 23. Yeah, you, you went too far. You had it right at the beginning. So I'm just going <laughs> to quote Rick Briggs Seattle's going to stomp them. Seattle 34. <laughs> Cardinals 21. I don't know. I don't know how they get to 21, frankly. All right, Rick, the Vikings getting two on the road at Chicago. And that tells me that um, Minnesota's favorite. Yeah. In my mind. Just a tad. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to what we were talking about on Thursday's show. You can love them, you can hate them, but I still think Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. Both of them's got defenses. And Minnesota has a better run game. I'm going Minnesota 23, Chicago 21. So I'm going Minnesota wins and covers, obviously. Wow. This game is going to look like a Big Ten game from 1955, I have a feeling. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be scary. Look, I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. The problem Makes you appreciate that poster, doesn't it? It really does. (laughs) I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. However, the Minnesota Vikings right now don't trust Kirk Cousins. That speaks volumes to me. So to think, my heart of hearts, I think Minnesota's a better team. Certainly offensively, they are a better team. I just don't see in that scenario that I laid out with them having no faith whatsoever in their quarterback, how then you're going to take that on the road against Khalil Mack and that defense and win the game. So I'm going to take the Bears here and cover in what I think is just going to be a stink fest. Unless you like I that think it's going to be defense. a great game. It could be great defensively, but it's going to be an awful fantasy football game. Fantasy-wise, you're right. But I'll tell you what, I love watching Khalil Mack. Yeah. I love watching Air Donalds. These guys, I, you know. Right. Those, I do not mind stout defenses. I think it's great. Bears winning cover 17-13. All right, we've talked a good bit about this game already tonight, Rick. Jaguars getting three heading into Denver. And I'm on Minshew Mania. I think Jacksonville gets right back in this division race. I think it's going to be a slobber knocker. I am going Jacksonville 21, Denver 20 in Denver, an upset. I think that defense with – even without Ramsey, gets all over Flacco. I, I do not trust a Joe Flacco air show. I don't know if you can run on Jacksonville. I'm Jacksonville on a squeaker, 21-20. Yeah, our, our scores are pretty close. I see it the other way. I, I just have to think, and th- this will be the week I finally change my mind if it doesn't happen. I just got a feeling this Denver pass rush finally shows up this week. Yeah. I was hoping the line would move. we get a half point one way or the other. That three was kind of where I think that <laughs> game was going to be. So to avoid the push and not be lame, I'm going to take the Broncos to win and cover 20-16. to 16. I really think the Broncos win this game by three, but I'll, I'll lay the points and uh, take the Broncos there. All right, Sunday night football, Rick. The Cowboys laying two and a half on the road at the Saints. How different that line would have been two weeks ago. Boy, you're not kidding. i tell you what, Dallas – I'm starting to warm up to Dallas, and it's hard not to just love the Saints, even without Drew Brees after that performance last week. But a lot of it was uh, defensively provided. I'm not sure it's going to happen against Dallas. 
I like Dallas 28-27. So I'm going Dallas to win, but I'm taking New Orleans to cover. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I didn't necessarily believe it to this level in the in the preseason. Dallas Cowboys are the real deal. And there was some as impressed as I was with what the Saints did heading into Seattle without Drew Brees was impressive. But a lot of it, Rick, especially earlier on, didn't it just feel fluky? You're not going to get all those defensive touchdowns again. If they're going to be this successful, play that kind of defense, and Teddy Bridgewater manages the game that well, you're going to have to show me one more time. So I got the Cowboys here somewhat easily, 31-17. And Monday Night Football, a dream matchup for ESPN and all the suits over there at that network as the 0-3 Bengals get four points heading to Heinz Field going against the, oh yeah, 0-3 and and Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a very important game for like we mentioned on Thursday night. It's an important game. Baltimore stumbles, and one of these teams is only a game out of first, but I think Pittsburgh's a better team. I don't care how bad we think the coaching and coordinators are. I think talent-wise, they're better in Cincinnati. I'm going Pittsburgh 27, Cincinnati 23. Yeah, I think the Steelers win this game. What was the line? Four. Okay. So I'm – oh, that's a push. Okay, I'll go 28-23, and I'm going to have Steelers win in cover. All right. So – Steelers should win this game. I believe the Steelers are going to win this game. I don't know that they can get more than a field goal separation, though. I'm telling you, Tyler Boyd is going to tear them up. Joe Mixon's probably going to have eight or nine grabs. Tyler Eifert, I think, might might put up big numbers. They are so bad in the middle that Cincinnati's going to be able to move the ball. I got this thing, Steelers 2017, so I got the Steelers outright, but I'm going to take the four and, and take the Bengals in that regard. All right. All right, here we Let's go. Let's get rolling. got mail all right rick asylum football at gmail.com at asylum football on twitter if you want your questions answered here on the air rick start us off and we have our first question is from paul and paul says i have barkley down yeah that's a familiar thing we're probably going to hear that a lot tonight who would you start in ppr bernard drake or jordan howard bernard drake to me, it's a no-brainer. You got to start Jordan Howard. Um, unfortunately, well, that game already happened. I know. So if he didn't, so if he didn't, I so I've answered it. But I thought it was a good question. Yeah. I've already sent the answer to poor okay. Paul, yeah. and I hope uh, you know that Bernard or somebody doesn't go off. So if we but, take Howard out of it, if he didn't, well, he did. So, but between Drake and Bernard, I probably take Drake. Bernard's just not getting on the field. No, you think he, he even would? You think this would be a good matchup for him? But just based on opportunities, it's Drake. But yeah, this. I mean, this is uh, you know, like I said, I had to answer it early. But it, this is the the vein that people have gotten into. Yeah, yeah. If you lose Barkley, because then you waited a long time to get that second and third. Round. Well, yeah, you probably had a couple of top top wide receivers and then maybe mm. i don't know maybe you had a tevin coleman or somebody like that and and you're down to scrap heat yeah, right yeah, now if so you, if you weren't willing to pay that ridiculous price for Gollum, these are the chances you or the choices you end up with well scooter writes scooter he had breeze now he has a problem yeah. Minshew or cousins oh, oh man both guys i have crushed tonight Oh, all right. Scooter. Um, you just can't avoid being nasty to people. Scooter, really? How do you know they didn't name him Scooter? Oh, you think his Christian name is Scooter? Could be. Maybe his last name's Pie. Well, yeah. then I, I'd be all right with that. But I don't think that's true. Really? So what it has to be is a grown man calling himself Scooter. That's a problem. We don't even know his age. Yeah, when you're Maybe the, he's 10. When you're Maybe the, this little no, tyke when, is no, in his first no, year in no. fantasy football looking for some quality help no. from these two really nice guys, and we get no, Jarhead over because here. Because everybody under the age of 16 now is named Tyler and Taylor, and it's all spelled wrong and 
fancy. So there's nobody named Scooter. So this is some 50-year-old man whose name's Bill, and they called him Scooter back in the 1960s when he was in college. And, and we're going to get to that, too. Beer-bonging natural mm-hmm. light through it. Well, I'll stop there but with what I was going to say. And here he is 40 years later still calling himself Scooter. Your name is Bill. Zip it. Start Gardner Minshew. Go ahead, Rick. Okay, now we have a one from Ken, and you kind of brought this point up earlier. Connor is killing me. Yeah, me too. In a PPR league, would you bench him for Gallman? No, not this week. Would you bench him for Peyton Barber? No. 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 I, I think this Connor is Connor against he Cincinnati, out. Barber yeah. against the Rams, not a chance. I need to see that. And maybe it never does. I need to see that Tampa Bay thing shake out a little more. Oh, definitely. They both looked decent last week, which didn't help matters. Well, yeah, but it was Jones people. last week. It was Barber the week before. Yeah. It was Jones before that. You just don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think this is a week. We could talk about Connor and Barber if that same crap play calling happens this week against right. Cincinnati, but I'm willing to believe they've learned that lesson. Rashad writes, pick two wide receivers. Maybe it's Rashad Jennings. That's probably who it is, yeah. I think I don't know is. any other Rashads. Ahmad Rashad, but that's not that's yeah. his last name. Yeah, so maybe he goes by his last that'd be pretty cool. Anyway. Is he pick, still married to that Cosby show? Probably. Woman? I would imagine. That show is on there's some weird deep in the network uh channel on direct tv show and cosby show i know you were not supposed to think he's funny anymore that show was freaking hilarious I, i've been watching it a lot oh I, I still think that old thing from the 80s bill cosby himself when he's sitting on the stage and i don't just, think i've ever seen oh, that i need to go back and find you, yeah. that it's probably all over the youtube you right? have to yes that is extremely funny and yes all you woke people his works can still be funny even with the yeah. terrible things he did. So back to the theme from last night. Shut up. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Rashad writes, pick two wide receivers in PPR. All right. Tyrell Williams, Stefan Diggs, Mohamed Sanu, John Ross. Sanu and Ross. So I think we can throw Sanu out of there real quick. Ross is intriguing. That Steelers defense has been so bad. But, you know, I said Tyler Boyd's going to be great. Mixon's going to be great. Eifert's going to be in it. They're not quite going to be enough to go around. Diggs is still going to struggle because I just think Cousins is going to struggle so much. But Diggs is your number one there. I do like Tyrell Williams. I think Oakland will be able to put up some points in Indianapolis. I'm going to go in pretty much in the order you have there. Well, Williams, Diggs, Ross third, Sanu fourth. I don't feel great about it, but I... I'm, I'm going to throw in this caveat. If you happen to be, uh, you know, if Rashad's maybe 0-3 or 1-2 and, and you're chasing points, I'd go all in with Ross. I mean, because, you know what I'm saying? It's, highest ceiling probably on that list. Right. I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, That that would be my only caveat. If, if you're okay, you know, do, do what Rick said. That, yeah, I think that's the safe way. Yeah, Ross would be the home run play if... If maybe after Thursday night you find yourself down 30 or something right. already. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Okay, blow it up, baby. All right. Scott writes, he has a trade offer and a half PPR leg. All right. I get he is receiving Fournette and Allen Robinson. Okay. I give Godwin and Hilton. I lost Barkley and only have Ronald Jones, Kenyon Drake, and Chris Carson. Wide receivers, I have Godwin, Hilton, Richardson, Emmanuel Sanders, Shepard, and Will Fuller. Okay, so you're giving up. I can't give up both of those guys. I can't give up Godwin and Hilton. Fournette's bad this year. He's bad. Yeah, I I understand your plight. But giving up Godwin and Hilton's potential numbers. Now, to bring in Robinson, I may go Godwin and a Paul Richardson or something like that. Yeah, you could take. counter offer, but I would never give up Godwin. Frankly, what and I would do, Hilton. I would counter one of those receivers, probably Hilton, but you could talk me into Godwin. All right. I would package one of the basically. Maybe probably the first thing I would do is go one of those guys for Fournette straight up. Anyhow, I'm okay right. with giving up one of those. You can't give up both of them, even for those two players. I agree. You you just can't because of the 
the ceiling for Godwin and Hilton to me is way higher than Fournette and Robinson right. it added together. Fournette's just been bad. If it wasn't for that long, that 60, right. 70 yard run at the end, he'd have had negative points. And Allen Robinson's six five, and Trubisky still can't yeah, see can't, him. So. Can't find. He could put up massive numbers, but right. Trubisky's just awful. Okay, Emma writes. I still can't believe we have women listen to this dribble. Goff right. or Carr? Oh, that's that's Goff easily, easily. Yeah, I easily. but I understand where it's coming from all right. because Goff has been. Shall we say not all that good? He's been for, un- for what you you paid for him. He's been uninspiring. But ask Daniel Jones. This is, this is a Tampa Bay team's a good squad to get healthy against. Yeah, and I mean, they're three points apart in fantasy scoring right now. Really? But, yeah. That surprises me. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, golf is it. Cars doing it kind of quietly. He's got six hundred ninety nine yards, four touchdowns, three picks. It's not like. He's quiet. It's Goff has been so far below where we're at. Okay. But yeah, I just think Goff is on a better team and has many more weapons. So don't chase the points with Carr, I don't think, against at Indianapolis. Take Goff at home against Tampa Bay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh Ronnie. Ronnie says there's a man's name. That's Ronnie. right. I need a flex and a half point PPR. Diggs. Boy, I tell you, he comes up a lot, man. Yeah, he is. Eric Ebron or James Washington? Diggs, Ebron, Washington. You know the highest ceiling there is James Washington. That's the highest ceiling, right. (laughs) And I don't even know what the safest play is because Eric Ebron isn't really getting the targets. No. You do. I tell you what, I think I'd throw Washington in there. I think I'm doing it. I'm going to have. Until I see some fire from Minnesota. Right. Going into Chicago, I can't imagine as the week Stephon Diggs gets healthy. When I look at this list, all three of these guys with what they've done, I need to identify the guy most likely to be in the end zone because mm-hmm. no, nobody on this list is catching six for 90 yards. Right. Nobody on this list is doing that this week. My best chance to get in the end zone is James Washington. So I can't believe I'm doing Most weeks the answer is still going to be Diggs, even yeah. as they struggle, but not in Chicago. I'm going Washington. And you can almost visualize Ronnie's team because he's already moved whoever. Uh, you know, maybe a Chark, maybe um, a Paul Richardson into the wide receiver right. slot and pulled Diggs out until something happens with because you know he was drafted as, yeah, as your wide receiver one probably, or two yeah, anyway. Certainly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, once Minnesota gets going, Ronnie, you're going to be okay. Uh, but, I, yeah, I think I'd go Washington. Okay, Sky writes. Sky? Sky. Like S-K-Y or is it A-I? Yeah. Nope, it's Y. S-K-Y, just like the sky. Is that like a woman, I hope? There's not some guy calling himself Sky, is there? I don't know. I didn't uh, didn't ask. Let us know. Remember the old AOL when you go into the chat room? Yeah. Your ASL, so, you know, 18. What would the L stand for? I don't oh, know. Oh, location. So, 18M Pittsburgh. I didn't do any of that stuff. Oh, yeah, you were 60 then. Would you trade Ooh. Russell Wilson and Curtis Samuel? <laughs> okay, Wilson and Samuel. For Gardner Minshew oh. and Adam Thielen. Minshew, Thielen. I'd love to get Thielen over Samuel. Wilson. No, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't either. It's close. I'd love to get Thielen. But I it's would close. too. But Wilson right now especially. Yeah. If is, he gets on these runs, right, he's going to do this for five or six weeks. This happens with him. It's very possible. Okay, and uh, finally, we have Saul, Saul, right? There's an old man, we have... real honky name, Saul. <laughs> I like oh, it. man. Saul. You just can't lay off, can you? That's a good name. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you love that button. PPR, Devontae Freeman or Aaron Jones? All right. Well, Jones and I already, already answered that. Yeah, so, uh, you got another one? Huh? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, um, I, I, yeah, I, I got to pay more. This attention. isn't a very carefully curated mailbag this week, Rick. Well, I mean, the mailbag comes in during the week, and then you, I just jot down 
some of the best I mean, questions that I think. Update your little flash drive over there, you <laughs> dope. I could do that. I mean, I, I could always do that. <laughs> but um, thing pisses me off. Why? Because I'm technically advantaged here? Technically, it's a flash drive. They've been around since the 80s. Technically advantaged. Jesus. He thinks that's modern technology. How about one more question? I don't no, want to, I actually, I don't want to end on we that actually stuff. did have another one um, that involved Devontae Freeman, but is Devontae Freeman or Nick Chubb? Hmm. You're in an you're in a place where you could sit one of those guys. Oh, Freeman Chubb. I don't like the matchup for Chubb, obviously. Although I think the Browns are going to win that game. Tennessee, man, that's a good defense. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb here. Much more opportunity at some receptions. I don't know if it's a PPR. Like I don't think it matters. And you know it sh- it shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? No. I mean, from Devontae Freeman two or three years doing. ago, I, I don't either. Um, that's what makes these questions so weird because I, I have this feeling, and maybe it's just because of this old Atlanta offense that's in my head. That I don't he, think they're that offense that anymore. I really. don't either. I don't either. I, you know, <laughs> and it goes back to one of my old buddies. You know. weird? No, no. With my boy Roddy White ever since he's oh, been gone. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just haven't seemed quite as potent. Neither you nor the Atlanta Falcons have been the same. And all they've done really is add talent. You, know, you yeah. bring in Ridley. It, right. It, it, it's odd. I don't understand. You ever notice how they're not even on a week-to-week, you don't know what Falcons team. It's like a year-to-year where the, the roster never changes. <laughs> but one year they go twelve and four, and the next year they go four and twelve with the exact right. same people. I don't know what it is with Atlanta. Yeah, it's this like, just feels like one of the bad years. Well, let's see. They used to have what White and Michael Turner, right? Now they have Kelvin Ridley. They brought in Sanu from where Cincinnati, I think it was, right. and then they and Devontae Freeman. I mean, this team shouldn't be. And don't forget, you still got Julio hanging around. Exactly, you still have Julio Jones. And, and I don't get it. There's I don't no either. reason. Matt Ryan. It's I don't know. Look, they've got injuries. They should be susceptible defensively. I don't understand the offensive right. struggles. I don't. But I still it. think it's Chubb, and it's not even that close to no, me. No. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us. You could still get those questions in, as you can hear Rick answers them throughout the week and right up till game time at Asylum Football on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Just to let you know, if you get an answer through the email. You know, if I, if I'm right, you know it's me, the smart guy. <laughs> if I'm wrong, it's still me because Rick doesn't do any of this stuff. No, no. Asylumfootballgmail.com. <laughs> I do tweet on the toilet, but that's about it. Until next time, enjoy that image, and we'll see you. <laughs> Take care.